Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast. This week we have all-star rosters announced. The Yankees stink again. And we have an interview with Thomas Zipperer of the No Redeeming Qualities podcast right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and I am actually flying solo this week because Brig and I failed to plan uh, what we were doing this week. So he's, uh, he's doing his thing, and I'm here doing the podcast for you guys. So here we go. Let's get into things that we have coming up right now. We had all-star rosters announced this last weekend and it's fun it, it's great I, I love watching the all-star game i love watching the home run derby i think the home run derby uh, i said this last year i think two years ago as well is the best all-star event across all major sports i mean i i'll be honest i don't watch hockey so i don't know i i, I understand there are some great things going on with the nhl with all-star weekend and whatever they do but in my opinion nothing nothing beats the home run derby. It's fun and it's exciting. I mean, it's what we all want to see. We all want to see these guys doing what we can't do. I mean, we can all go out there and try to make as many three-pointers as we want. We can go lower the hoop and, and dunk a little bit. But uh, I feel like the home run is is something that is really tough, really tough to do. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. But let's look through the rosters real quick. We have the American League. Uh, the starters we have, Salvador Perez behind the plate, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., at uh, first base, Marcus Simeon at second base, Raphael Devers at third, Xander Bogarts at shortstop, Mike Trout, who is actually injured, uh, Aaron Judge and Teoscar Hernandez were the were named the uh, outfield starters, uh, and then we got Shohei Otani, who will be DHing and pitching. He's the first player in the history of Major League Baseball to do that in the All Star Game. So that's going to be exciting to watch. We have our reserves. My guy, Mike Zunino. I am incredibly excited about that. So happy for that guy. He deserves it. Jose Altuve at second base. Uh, Bo Bichette and Carlos Correa are the shortstops. Uh, Matt Olson at first base. Jose Ramirez at third base. Oh, Jared Jared Walsh at first base as well. That was kind of broken up in the list. Not sure why. Anyway, Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, Adolis Garcia, Cedric Mullins uh, rounding out the outfield reserves. And then J.D. Martinez and Nelson Cruz are the, designated, are the uh, reserve designated hitters. So that's the American League. Um, Mike Trout will need to be replaced, obviously, because he's injured and has been for some time. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm not honestly not sure who's gonna who they're gonna pick to fill in for him uh, to take that spot. Uh, let's see here. Then we've got pitchers. We've got Shane Bieber, who is also injured, will need to be replaced. Garrett Cole, Nathan Eovaldi, Kyle Gibson, Yusei Kikuchi. My guy from Seattle, awesome to see him there. Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, and then relievers Matt Barnes, Araldis Chapman, Liam Hendricks, Ryan Presley, and Gregory Soto. Let's go over to the National League. We've got Buster Posey behind the plate. Glad to see him back in an All-Star game. Freddie Freeman at first base. Adam Frazier at second base. Nolan Arenado at third base. Fernando Tatis Jr. at shortstop. Ronald Lacuna Jr., and uh, Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker are in the outfield for the National League Reserves. We've got JT Realmuto, Ozzy Albies, Chris Bryant, uh, third base, Brandon Crawford at shortstop, Jake Cronenworth at second base, Eduardo Escobar at third base, Max Muncie at first base. Um, not sure what's going on there, but that's just me. Trey Turner, uh, shortstop, Mookie Betts, Brian Reynolds, Kyle Schwarber, who is injured. Uh, Juan Soto and Chris Taylor round out the outfield. We've got pitchers, um, right hand, uh, sorry, Corbin Burns, Hugh Darvish, Jacob DeGrom, Kevin Gosman, Herman uh, Marquez, Trevor Rogers, Zach Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff are the starters and relievers. We've got Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell, Mark Melanchon, 
and Alex Reyes. Those are your all-stars. Like I said, we've got a couple guys who are injured. Schwarber, um, the Biebs, Shane Bieber, and uh, Mike Trout are all injured. Uh, looks like Jacob deGrom is not interested in uh, in pitching in the All-Star game, so he'll likely be replaced. Uh, the Mets will need somebody to replace him. Probably will be Taiwan Walker, to be honest. Um, he's He's been outstanding for them. Um, like I said, I'm not sure who's going to replace Mike Trout. I don't know who's going to replace Shane Bieber necessarily. I don't really have any ideas on those, but uh, something to keep out, uh, keep an eye out for. If you have guys who you think on your team were, were snubbed, like for me, for instance, um, I think J.P. Crawford deserved to be, and that was mostly just, like, a, like Brig and I were saying last week, I don't want guys from my team going to the All-Star game because it's a chance for them to uh, rest for a few days, get a few days off. Um, I mean, you've got everybody's, every team has to have a representative, right? So I guess Kikuchi, you know, go ahead and send him. He is the most deserving because he's really been the ace for the Mariners pitching wise. He's been outstanding. Absolutely amazing. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's his third year in the league, his second full year because of the COVID shortened season last year. Um, but good for him to, to get to go to the all-star game. Uh, I would have liked to see JP Crawford because he, he was he was deserving. But this is the problem they have in the American League is that shortstop is a deep position. I've been talking a lot of basketball lately because the playoffs have been going. But, I mean, this I likened it to uh, the same problem the NBA's had for probably the last decade or so. That, you know, your team has an all-star worthy point guard, but he's not getting into the all-star game because the guard position has been so deep in the NBA, especially in the West for the last 10 years. There's no way that... You know the I guess the fourth fifth guy down, who deserves to be isn't gonna is he's not gonna make it because there's it's just so many and right now shortstop position in the American League is just outstanding. I mean, like I said, uh, you got Xander Bogart starting and then Bo Bichette and then Carlos Correa. Um, I would put J.P. Crawford in the top five right now, um, but I mean that's I mean Tim Anderson's probably the other guy you know in the, in the top five, uh, but. It's tough. It's tough right now for a guy like J.P. Crawford, who plays in a small market and isn't well known, to get into the All Star into the All Star game. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll be here. Probably not. But if he has another year like this next year, maybe he'll get in. But that's just those are just my thoughts. Um, but baseball family, if you have somebody who you you would have liked to have seen in the All Star game or uh, is there and doesn't necessarily deserve to be. Send us a message in the mailbag. Go to baseballtogether.com and uh, and click submit submit to mailbag. <laughs> submit to the mailbag in the uh, in the top there in the navigation, and you can send us an email and and, and we'll share those thoughts next week uh, during the our All Star Game episode. Um, honestly, the guy the, the only guy I see on here I don't feel like is worthy or I don't I don't want to say worthy but isn't uh, isn't up to everybody else on the roster is Araldus Chapman and he's been really bad lately. Um, he, uh, he's just, I don't feel like he's, he's an all-star this year, but that's just me. I mean, I don't know, but that's, that's where, <laughs> that's where I would go with that. But anyway, all right, we got the trade deadline coming up end of the month. We are in the final 30 days. Well, within, the, within the last 30 days before we get to the trade deadline. And remember, there's no like secondary deadline with waivers, things like that. When the trade deadline passes, it's done. There are no more backdoor deals going around, going on around MLB. So we have this coming up. Uh, the one thing, I mean, first off, let me just say this. I'm not going to sit here and say, uh, give you guys predictions or trades that I think should happen just because I don't want to be the guy who like, you know, the Seattle fan who's saying, Oh, you know, we should trade two prospects from Everett, you know, high A <laughs> to, uh, Colorado for Trevor story or, uh, um, I don't know, some pitcher, I don't know what for Jacob deGrom, you know, to the Mets, because I don't, I don't, I'm not a professional. That's not what I do. Um, I'm not here to put trades out there for you. However, I say Trevor Story because his name did come up. So I was I was reading through some stuff and I I saw that the White Sox are interested in Trevor Story. Now the way I feel about this, you see this a lot, especially in free agency. You see you see teams are oh they're interested in this guy. It's like well yeah I've been interested in Natalie Portman since I first saw the Phantom Menace in 1999. It doesn't mean anything's gonna happen with it. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, I know that the White Sox have a little bit more power because they could put together a trade package for for the Rockies and who are like, oh yeah, we'll take that and we'll send Story your way. He does not have a no trade clause, so he has to go wherever he is sent. Um, that being said, the White Sox have an All Star caliber shortstop. They have Tim Anderson, um, and you're going to move Trevor Story to second base. Um, you know, I read that was what they want to do. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's tough. And I know that, you know, with the shift and everything that second base and shortstop, they are a lot more interchangeable these days than they used to be. You know, it used to be the guy who had the worst arm on the field, you put a second base. And in little league, the worst player on the field, you put in second base, contrary to the popular belief of right field, you put him in second base, he's got somebody to back him up. But anyways, I don't know that I would put necessarily put Trevor story at second base. He's, he's a a very very good shortstop and uh, you, you, you'd be putting a lot of talent to waste there and I use the, the term putting it to waste uh, I use it very lightly but I don't know I mean <laughs> I don't know that the White Sox can ne- are necessarily going to be willing to give up the pieces that they would have to to pick up story uh, I know they got some injuries they're dealing with so those are some guys who they're not going to be able to trade um, I mean they're like ready to win right so, who who are you going to send to Colorado for Trevor Story? White Sox fans, let me know. Let me know who you think would be part of a good trade package. And I don't want to say, you know, like I said, we got we got two really good guys down in high A who would make a great trade package for Trevor Story. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. That's that's not how that works. You know, maybe a double A AA or triple A guy, a couple of those guys, but. I don't know. It's I saw that and I thought it was I just thought it was funny. I had to address it because it it, it made me it legitimately made me laugh. But all right. So let's move on to the Yankees. I said before this the whole thing even got started, the Yankees stink again. And man, I I keep telling Rig, I'm like, you know, at least your team's over five hundred. I mean, you know, the Mariners are still over five hundred, so I'm ecstatic right now. Um but the Yankees have were sitting over 500 for a long time. And, he, and you know, he's, he said, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, he said something like, you know, but it, it's more than that. It's that there are major issues in the clubhouse, in the dugout, like in the front office, there are some major issues. And it really came to light this last weekend. Uh, the Yes Network played a soundbite from Hal Steinbrenner. Before, I think it was before the game on Sunday. Briggs sent this to me. And uh, it was Hal Steinbrenner saying, basically saying, like, this is on the players. The responsibility is on the players in this situation. Uh, they basically they're they're not trying. They're giving up is is basically along the lines of what he said. And I was like, man, that's brutal. And like, he's not wrong. You know, the players need to be held responsible for what's going wrong with the team because, uh, you know. I'll go back to the Mariners real quick, just because I'm a Mariners fan, for those of you who don't know, and have probably figured it out by now. But a lot of people I see on social media, a lot of people are calling for Scott Service to be fired. And I don't know why. I don't get it. Because the Mariners come back often from being down early. And not just like a few runs. Like, they'll come back from being down six, seven runs. A team with a manager who deserves to be fired will not do that. Because a manager deserves to be fired when his voice is no longer being heard in the clubhouse. And, you know, it. you can have a winning manager after five, six years, and then that seventh year hits, and everybody's just like, okay, I'm done with him. Uh, I've seen it happen in Seattle with Pete Carroll. A lot of guys say, yeah, he's a college coach because he tells the same story every three years. You know, because he's used to college cycling through those guys. You get to the NFL, you you stick around three or four years and you get, you get sick of it. You stop listening to him, you know, and, and it's the same thing in basketball. Eventually the same, th- the same points driving home, the same points get old and it happens in baseball. We've seen it. And, and guys will give up on their manager when they're ready for the team to move on. They'll be down five, six runs and they'll just quit on him. And I'm not saying that any team that gets blown out has quit on their manager. You can see when teams quit. You can tell it's 
it's getting down three to four runs and not trying to take an extra base on a ball hit shallow in the gap. It's not coming around third. It's not coming hard around third base and trying to score on a ball that you have no business scoring on. I've seen Kyle Seager do that several times over the last couple weeks. He's gotten thrown out, but I don't care. Try to score. Try to score. And the fact that he was coming around third base with not a whole lot of speed, by the way, trying to score on a ball that he had no business scoring on, that he was willing to put try to get his body into that next year and score for his team, for his manager, it shows me that these guys haven't given up. In New York, from what I understand, it looks like this team has given up on Aaron Boone. And the problem that, that they're having is the front offices, you know, they're putting it on the players because they're saying that it's their fault they're losing. And it probably is because they may have given up on Aaron Boone. But if that's the case, you've got to get rid of Boone. You've got to make some trades because you've got to bring in guys who are willing to play. And, you know, the, and maybe, that, maybe Boone is that first move. Get rid of Boone. Bring in, you know, some interim manager who can say, all right, you know what, guys, we're just going to stay afloat for the rest of the season. We're going to do the best we can. And guys are like, you know what, fresh voice at the helm. Let's follow him. Let's win for him. Just a little just a little bit of a change. That's all we care about. That's all we need. Just some change. But it could be that these guys are just sick of Brian Cashman. Maybe they're sick of the way Cashman's running things. So they're still not going to play. In that case, either Cashman's got to go or they've got to start dumping players and, and find guys who are going to play and who are going to win. And, I mean, <laughs> New York is a mess. The Yankees are a mess. And they need to – I mean, honestly, if I was Cashman, I would – I'd option the first guy I could if there's somebody on that team who I mean actually they did it they did it with uh with Wade um I saw somebody refer to him as uh um as a magazine model because he's just so so pretty as uh, Tyler Wade was uh was optioned back down to the minor leagues the other day and you know maybe that's a message that they're like okay you know what if if you if you don't have if you have not reached veteran status to be that you can't be optioned down to triple a got a short leash you can go and guys who don't have a big contract uh you're at risk of being designated for assignment anybody who i can trade i will trade you uh that that's the message that i would send to cashman and you know some of those guys maybe they do want out you know maybe john carlos stanton wants out he wanted to go to new york in the first place but he has not played well since he's been there and i guarantee that they can make a deal they can cut a deal with somebody that if he needs to be traded, he can be traded. There is somebody who's going to be willing to take on some portion of that contract. Um, and if the Yankees are like, you know what, we'll pay him for the rest of the year. There's going to be somebody who's going to take on that contract because they're going to want Stanton in their lineup. Because as inconsistent as he, he has been over the last few years, as injured as he has been in the last few years, that is a big fat bat to have in your lineup. He's still dangerous. Stanton is still dangerous. And ha- and just having the potential of a guy like that coming, th- coming through for you in the eighth or ninth inning when you need it, he's just he's only got to do it once. He's only got to do it one time in a playoff game, and your investment is paid off in my opinion. But that's just that's just the way I see it. So the Yankees are a mess. Expect some, some I, w- I would think expect some deals to be made over the next couple weeks. Um uh, this is the last thing about the Yankees. Garrett Cole was booed off the mound after three and a third on Sunday. Um, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. He he didn't pitch well. Like I said, three and a third, gave up six hits, walked three, gave up four runs. He did strike out six. But Cole, we've seen a steady decline since the uh, the, sub, the sticky substance uh, crackdown has come. And uh, and he, he just he says it's hard to hold on to the baseball. <laughs> it's so hard to hold on to the baseball. Um so, I mean, he's obviously been majorly impacted impacted by this and, you know, maybe some of it is mental because of the mess that's going on in the clubhouse. I don't know, but those things compounding together seem like they're not not going well for Garrett Cole. Well, that's not, <clears throat> that's enough about the Yankees. Um uh, let me take a drink. Um let's talk Brett Phillips. Can I just say Brett Phillips is my favorite non-Mariner these days? That guy just loves baseball so much, and you can see it in the way that he plays, and it's fantastic. It's so fun to watch. Um, a couple weeks ago, he got hit by somebody, one of his buddies from the minor leagues, and he acted like he was going to charge the mound. Umpire came out and got in front of him, and he's like, no, man, I'm just kidding. He's laughing all the way down to first base. And it's like, it's like he's playing city ball again. 
right? Like he just loves playing baseball. He still loves the game, obviously, and he's having fun doing it. Like everybody else should be, and it's it's great to watch. Um, personally, the, one of the things I love most about it is that it's a great example for kids um, that you know these guys are making a whole bunch of money playing baseball, uh, but they still are doing it because it's fun. You know, he, uh, he he got to pitch over this over the weekend because the Rays were down uh, 10-1 at the time that he came in, uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, to the Blue Jays. And and they showed him they showed him in the bullpen. First they showed him before they brought him in. And he was standing at the fence waving like, yeah, you're ready for me to come in? Just ecstatic. He was so excited to come in. And then they showed, going into the commercial break, they showed him um, uh, warming up. They showed him warming up in the bullpen. And let me tell you, Watching him warm up in the bullpen, and in fact, the way that he threw on the mound as well—that uh, is why I did not get to pitch <laughs> in city league. The one time, like I got to pitch a couple times when I was like nine or ten, whatever. Uh, but when I got older, you know, fifteen, sixteen, I asked one time if I could pitch. Asked my coach, and we were in—you know—we were doing a bullpen session. I was a catcher, so uh, that was something I did, you know, all the time with these guys. And and finally, my coach came over, and I was like, "Hey, can I pitch this weekend?" He's like, well, let me see, let me see what you got. Let me see your windup. You know, I was like, all right, yeah. And I was, I had no desire to pitch. If he's gonna let me pitch, this is exactly what I was gonna do. But so I wound up. It was a really, really low key wind up. And the, but I basically did what Brett Phillips did. I threw my arm up and threw my other hand way down to the ground. Threw my left foot as high as I could in the air and went right over the top. You know, Phillips was throwing the ball 47, 50 miles an hour, and mine might have gotten that <laughs> because I put so much effort into kicking and, and basically starfishing out that, uh, that there was nothing on the ball. My coach was like, no, never do that again. You will never pitch for me. I said, that's fine. I don't care. But Brett Phillips reminded me of that. I saw that. I sent it to Brig. I was like, this is why I didn't get, never got to pitch. So it's fantastic. It was so funny to watch. If you haven't seen it, uh, we actually actually shared the whole clip, like his entire his entire outing, if you want to call it that, quote unquote outing, uh, was uh, was put on uh, MLB's Facebook page. I shared it to our Nine Plus Us VIPs page. So if you're a member of the group, go check it out. If not, uh, send a request. We can we'll add you, and you can you can check it out there, or just go to MLB's Facebook page. Either way, uh, it was it's good. It was entertaining. He his first pitch he threw out. The gun said that it was 94 miles an hour. I don't know. Everybody's like, is that real? Uh, it was a little high. And then after that, he took it down. He, he cut it in half to about, like I said, 47, 48. I think he topped out at 50 after that. He just kind of lobbed him in there. He got out of, uh, gave up a couple hits, a couple walks, one run, and, and then got out of it. And it was, it was fun to watch. He was exciting. He was having fun. And, and and that's what it should be about. That's that's what it should all be about. And it was it was great. It's a guy who's getting blown out and still seeing the joy in the game. It's awesome. Um, all right, last thing here. <laughs> last thing before we get into this interview with Zip. So, the San Francisco Giants have released their City Connect jerseys. Um, I think they're outstanding. Nike knocked it out of the park with these. They look. They look so good. So they're white. So the, basically the theme is uh, San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge, and Fog, right? So everything has um, a little bit of like white, uh, I guess a white gradient coming up from the bottom. The numbers have some white coming up from the bottom. On both sleeves, you've got an orange. And, uh, let me start with this first. The jerseys themselves are white. The whole uniform is white. Look great. The numbers are orange, like I said, with that gradient. On both sleeves, they have... Um, a white, or sorry, an orange silhouette of the Golden Gate Bridge with like that white gradient on the bottom. Look, it looks just like fog. It looks outstanding. It looks great. Um, the front just has a G on the left breast. No number, just plain. It's like the every, everything below the bottom of the G is covered in fog. Uh, same gradient coming up. Uh, the hats. The hats are my issue here. The jerseys themselves look great, but the hats are where I take issue with this whole thing. They are the same orange as the numbers all the way across. You've got the logo in orange with a white outline. Too much orange. I'm not a fan of the color orange. I've said this before. Uh, it's The hat is too much orange. And then on the right side, there is a white silhouette of the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, it's too much. 
the, the Golden Gate Bridge there is too much for me. It looks like some kind of special edition hat that you would get at Lids, uh, not something that you would see on a major league field. So that's that's one of the reasons that uh, it just went they just went too much with the with the bridge on the right side of the hat there. It's just uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Baseball Family, I'm just pointing to right here, just this whole. This whole panel on the right side is the Golden Gate Bridge. And it, it's, like I said, it's too much. I like the jersey, not the hat. Uh, I, I can do without that. So, um, overall, I'd have to probably give the give the whole thing a 7. The hat doesn't take away too much. I mean, it's, it's a good pop of color against the really, really white jersey. You know, because the jersey itself is pretty minimalist. Um, but the hat standing alone is not good. I'd give the hat alone like a 1, maybe a 2. Um, but anyway, all right, let's get into this interview. Let's take a break. We have Thomas Zipperer of the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with nine plus us. Welcome to the big city series with every design available in your team's colors. You can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Hey Brad, can I admit something kind of ridiculous? Yeah, man. I have a Neil Diamond song stuck in my head. I did not see that coming. Well, me neither. Have you been to a drive game recently? Tell me it's Sweet Caroline. Yeah, it's not. It's Song Sung Blue. I have to admit, I've never even heard of that song. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Dude, you gotta get out more. I think you need a vacation. You're probably right. Did you know that you can get great deals on airfare, hotels, and rental cars by using Booking.com? They have killer prices all in one place. I booked with them when I came out to South Carolina to visit you. Cool. The best part is, every time you use our link, not only do you get great deals on travel arrangements, but you also support the Baseball Together podcast. Maybe I do need to get out more. We all know you need to. Even our listeners know, bud. Well, where should I go? I don't know. I hear Phoenix is nice this time of year. Click on the link in the description to get out of the house and support the Baseball Together podcast all at once. Welcome back, baseball family. We are joined today by Thomas Zipper of the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. Welcome, Thomas. Howdy. Thanks for joining us today. All right, so we're going to do like the same thing we do with all of our guests. Yeah. We're going to treat Thomas with a rundown. Okay, oh, here yeah. we go. It's going right, to be Thomas. awesome. First question for you. What is your quest? Like, like in life? You know, just what's your quest? What's your quest? <laughs> okay. My quest, is, my, my quest is to tell the greatest story ever told. Right now, that's the Bible, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to top it, so... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. Supported. All right. <laughs> Thomas, what is your favorite color? Purple, actually. Oh, it's royalty. Wow. It used to be illegal. It used to be illegal for non-royalty to own purple things. So all my bed sheets are purple and my drapes are purple. So that's oh, a good wow. reason. That's great. That's a great reason to wear purple. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> all right. If the Houston Astros, for those who don't know, that is his team. Correct. If the Houston Astros were a beverage, what would they be? Oh, goodness. I would say probably uh, a, a St. Arnold's uh, a Saint, a St. Arnold's beer. If you're not familiar with what that is, that's a local Houston brewery. Nice. And they've got all. So I just one of the St. Arnold's. Would there be a particular style? Are we, is, are we going malt forward? Are we, are we a hoppy type? experience probably uh, oh, probably really bitter i would imagine I, I i prefer i i prefer a nice dark beer uh i'm not a big ipa guy like hops are just i i don't know i just don't i don't get the appeal sure yeah. <laughs> all right uh if you were going to name your dog after a player current or former what are you naming your dog oh bagwell jeff bagwell Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. There's no hesitation. Yeah. No, there was none. No hesitation. Yeah. So do you Pretty have much, a dog yeah. named Bagwell? I don't. Oh, I don't God. have a dog. <laughs> yeah, <but I> <laughs> don't. And we'd like to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What is your ideal piece of baseball memorabilia? 
Oh man. Are we talking like something specific or yes, the okay. most specific. And cost is no issue. Cost is never okay. an issue. Well, before the cheating scandal, it would have been a 2017 World Series ring. But now that that's been tainted, I would settle for either the 2005 uh, League ring champion or the 2019 one, because I guess that's less sullied. Mm. I I really, really so bad. I wanted you to say a trash can from 2017. <laughs> I am, I, I am so tired of hearing about trash cans. Oh, I bet <laughs> you are. I, and you know what's, what's, what's? Oh, sorry. We'll finish the rundown. We'll, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so we will. We're gonna get into okay, that. Sorry. Don't worry, because you, you need to get it on your soapbox a little bit. It's good. I, I do, I do. All right, my, my question for you is, uh, if, if you could assign a flavor of ice cream to baseball itself, what would it be? Oh, oh goodness. You know, as much as I love baseball, it would have to just be vanilla because <laughs> baseball, baseball just like, I, I, it just can't help itself. It, it just has to be like, they get like, it's the only sport that punishes personality. So yeah, vanilla. <laughs> Yes, we had this very same conversation not five hours ago. <laughs> not even vanilla bean, not fresh no, vanilla. No. Nothing with not, a not even like not yeah. It's got to be the big plastic jug with the handle that you get. <laughs> yeah. That's it's the that's... blue bell. Like you were, you've been eating it since you were seven. <laughs> it's like in a Homer's all-purpose five-gallon bucket. <laughs> Yeah, once you're eating the food by the bucket, that's when you're... <laughs> you got a problem. You got a problem. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, Thomas, what is the name of your yacht? I'm sorry, say that again. It broke so out. What is the name of your yacht? Oh, my... Y- oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I, I, I don't know. I've never actually <laughs> thought about having a... I've never thought about having a boat. I, you know what? I'm. I would score brownie points, and I would call it the. I would name it after my husband. I, I would call it the John Boat. There we there go. There you go. That will score me some points. Yeah, yeah. You got that's how I. Ju- that's how I can justify buying the yacht. <laughs> right, maybe we get after him. Yeah, maybe we could uh, settle for a kayak. A kayak. Well, easier to swallow a kayak. <laughs> it's just. It's smaller, it's more affordable. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I have a friend who has a boat, so I don't ever need to buy a boat. So nice. There you go. Oh, it's beautiful. Don't buy a boat, make friends who have boats. Oh yeah, that sounds like solid life advice. All right, and with that, we're going to end this portion of the rundown, and we'll come back and uh, get get more into this uh, conversation with Thomas. He got some things he wants to talk about. You know what, Brig? What's that, Brad? I'm just not much of a coffee drinker. Boy, I knew that. You're still stuck in your yummy phase. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what What exactly do you do to get it going in the morning? I know, I know it is not a good night's sleep. You're right, it's not. Instead, I drink Rays. I tried a ton of different energy drinks over the last few years to help me get up in the morning, and it is by far the best tasting. It's mildly flavored, yet still flavorful. There's no crash, so I actually feel like I can finish the workday when it wears off around 2.30. Visit repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use code BTPOD at checkout to support the Baseball Together podcast and to get 15% off your sampler pack, variety pack, or custom order of Ray's Energy. I'm Jason. And I'm David, and we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Nonthera Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Welcome back, baseball family. We're here with Thomas again, and, uh, you know, we kind of jumped into the Houston Astros scandal a little bit during the rundown. We talked about trash cans, and Thomas, you said... (laughs) You don't want to talk about trash cans anymore, so we're going to have to make you talk about it at I, least uh, one yeah, more time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the thing about the trash cans is, is as the time that we record this, the Astros are 6-1, and one, and five of those games have been on the road. And I'm just saying, quit banging the trash cans. It's helping, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is helping. 
It's, it's like and there's two the, revenge tours going on all at the same time. You see, the, the reason I, I, I fear the trash can thing is because I don't have any patience. And something on my list, uh, my life list, is I want to visit all the ballparks, you know? Yeah. And I, and I can't not wear Homer gear when I visit an away stadium because how else are they going to know that I'm not a, a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, you know? Yeah. And I just can foresee killing somebody in a stadium because they'll be banging something in my ear. But yeah, like the trash can stuff, like I get it. They cheated. They admitted to cheating. Uh, You know, the, the whole thing about there wasn't any consequences. Hey, take that up with the players union. They have a strong union. It kept them secure. Everybody who wasn't in that union got, you know, some sort of consequence. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and the thing like that makes that's been a kind of a conflict with me about it is that the fans didn't cheat. You know, I wasn't part of the meeting where I was like, you know what, we should do a complicated system, you know, using a camera system and trash cans and a buzzer on Altuve or whatever. Cause I'll admit him not taking the shirt off was really suspicious, you know? Yeah. And then he tried, he tried to say it was a bad tattoo on his chest. I don't know, but like the, so, so real quick though, to talk about your, guest with the Rangers something he said really really struck a nerve with me and that was uh about the the controversy with the home series that happened while the city was underwater and all I wanted to say what was his name John John, I just wanted to say on behalf of Houston I am so sorry that we flooded I am so sorry that the whole city was underwater and I had to almost hitch a ride with the Cajun Navy to get from one side to the other because my mom was trapped in her house so I'm sorry that it screwed up your season ticket pass thing or whatever, but I just thought it was really crappy, like, you know, to, to not honor the, the switch, Mm. you know, obviously I'm biased, but (laughs) sure. Well, and what I've learned in my life is that there's, there's not two sides to every story. There's more like 45. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gray area and, you know, and most of the time, all the sides of the story are super valid. Right. Everybody has their own perspective and their own complications because of everything that happens. So, yeah, no, that's that's good. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. I appreciate that. We we need to hear it from both sides. Well, and and then so like when it comes to being an Astros fan, it runs so deep in my family that like I have family members that were uh, Colt 45 fans, Mm -hmm. you know, it it just it runs deep. So people to be like, well, just don't cheer for them anymore. It's like, well, that's not an option, you know, and because also, I and I actually looked this up recently. There's only five or six players actually on the roster still from that 2017 team, and I have a prediction, especially if they go deep this year, that even more are probably going to leave. So mm. it's kind of like in two or three or four or five seasons. Is that should that the stupid trash can thing be? You know, I heard somebody refer to us as the Yankees of the South now, and I was like, oh my god, you know. Wow. <laughs> That's false on like 19 levels, maybe 27. Well, I don't know. <laughs> not, 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 not comparing the accomplishments, not, not a, sure. not no, comparing I the accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm a Yankees. Fan, I think so we're, we're what? 26. You know, we just need 26 more world series. <laughs> it'll work out. It'll all, it'll be okay. Yeah. So, but go ahead. No, I, I totally understand the thing. Like it runs deep. You can't just yeah. switch your allegiance. Right. Yeah. I you talk know. all the time about how I was ready to quit on the Mariners when they signed Robbie Cano. I was like, no, that's a stupid contract. Like, there's no reason to bring that guy in. We're not going to win this this year. That's way too much money for him. And it's just, it's not going to work out. And so I was like, I'm done. I'm done being a Mariners fan. That's it. And then five minutes later, I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of battling that right now with the, the Houston Texans, where I'm just like, I, I don't know how much football y'all watch, but yeah, where it's just like, I don't want to cheer for this team anymore because, <laughs> like, the Astros, the cheating is one thing, but I, the, the Texans, it's literally they're making like personnel decisions and guiding it with like group prayer. And I'm just like, that's not a really efficient way to run a football team. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So, what's your, Thomas, now, what's your favorite moment in the history of the Astros and, and maybe in the history of your fandom? Yeah. So it would, if it, if it weren't sullied by the cheating scandal, I would say winning the 2017 world series, but that's obviously been tainted. So I think the, the, the runner up is the, the 2005 
uh, uh, you know, we got swept by the White Sox, but because at the time I was still a teenager and that was just like, oh my God, we're going to the World Series. Like, oh Lord, it was the most exciting thing in the world, you know? So yeah, that's that's probably it with the killer that's bees awesome. and everything. The killer bees. Yeah, I remember the killer bees. Well, and now, I mean, do you, having been a, a fan of Craig Biggio, do you cheer it all for Kevin Biggio for like success for him? I, I do. I do. Uh, just because Craig Biggio, uh, he's just like Bagwell, you know, he's beloved at Houston. He actually stayed at Houston and he was the, the he might not be anymore, but he was like the uh, a high school in Houston's baseball coach, you know. So he, he was very involved. So yeah, like, yeah, it'd be cool to see a Biggio, you know, another Biggio. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd like to see him get a ring. Maybe not at the yeah. expense of the Astros, but his father never got one. So <laughs> right, yeah, yeah exactly. I think a lot of us are actually pulling for those guys just because we grew up watching their dads. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's another. Uh, who's the other? Uh, well, there's Vlad. Vlad Guerrero, Bobachet, Bobachet. Yeah, you know. So there's three. There's three kids yeah. on that team. Now. On that wow. same team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that I'll tell you what, cool. they are hot. They really can play ball, like really. And I, I, I feel like we knew that, but uh, not to this level. It's, it's, a, it's astonishing. Yeah. I feel like the Blue Jays are the hot ticket. This I'm telling you. That's because what my meaningless prediction said. It yeah. is. Do you make meaningless predictions, Thomas? <laughs> uh, no. I try, like, <laughs> I'm because I'm just so not objective, you know, like. <laughs> I love it. I'm just going to pick the Astros to win. I'm going to pick the Yankees to lose. I'm going to pick actually I'm not I'm not I I'm not I'm not much of a Yankees hater. I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. I hate them. I wow. I'm sorry. I I don't it's just like I think they're I'm sorry, you're not a Cardinals fan, are you? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I'm just I don't agree that. I I find their fans intolerable. And I think maybe that's just from back when the Astros were in the National League. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a I, – I think it started with the 4 playoffs where they, they knocked us out. Uh, yeah, I think that was in the league championship. But uh, I don't even remember what the question was. I'm just passionate no, with hate for the Cardinals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, because a lot of people around all of baseball think that the – the Cardinals fans are the most accommodating. They're the most knowledgeable. They're the friendliest. Really? Yes. This is a really? prominent belief system. Yeah. I've I've met other Cardinals haters. There's more of us. There's oh, good. Okay. <laughs> We're back to tell them both sides of the story. This is awesome. Yes. <laughs> and we always talk about the about the Cardinals, that they're just the most boring team in baseball. Maybe that's also part of it. Though. It's like because it's like Alabama, this. where not only are they Dominant, it's boring dominant so it's the worst yeah. of both worlds right they're, well, they're well, too good to be upset yeah yeah that they have like their cardinals way you know that seems to work <laughs> every year you know and that's right like yeah they're just we said it's a safe you know pick. before oh, before the before the trash can scandal the big scandal was the cardinals hacking into the astros you know right which yeah. I don't even think it was hacking. I just think it was somebody went from the Astros organization to the Cardinals and took the passwords with them. So yeah. should have changed your passwords, Astros. That was that was stupid. That was that was that was pretty stupid. Somebody in HR dropped the ball. Whew, they dropped that ball <laughs> pretty pretty significantly. Like yeah. as far yeah, that, that's a that's a that's, big HR uh, oversight. That's like dropping see- a can of corn. <laughs> I could see that though, just like some guy sitting in the card or in the Cardinals front office. It's like, you know, I wonder if my password still works. Yeah, on a laptop. Just to, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, look hey. at that. Come on. I don't even remember what I don't even remember what they did, right? I don't even actually remember what they did with the information. I think it was just scouting reports. It wasn't yeah. like was it, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Page Turner. Yeah. Yeah. That was a Vince Flynn novel. <laughs> The, the most recent one. No, <laughs> All right, Thomas, I got to ask you, what uh, what do you hope to see in your lifetime in baseball? Like what what's the one thing you're holding out for still? I know you want to go see all the ballparks. Like, we okay, all do, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, see. It, do you want to see somebody hit 400 or, you know, something like that? Like milestones. I, I, I might I might hit a, I can't remember which of the two of you has an opinion about it, but I would like to see universal designated hitter. Oh, we both have opinions. Yeah, I, I uh, know. And I can't. Yeah. 
because yeah, no, it's just like all. like the way I see it is I get I get it that it changes the strategy of the lineup and all that crap. You know, I get that, but I'm just like from an objective standpoint, it's literally you saying, "Hey, let's throw a guy out there who's not good at it and just." see how it works like you don't do that at any other sport where you're like specifically like no he's on his own like put him out there <laughs> in a situation that he's not going to excel because you'll see that like I think it's also just unfair because you have these guys that play and this was I, I think it was the a couple of years ago it was one of the non-Astros World Series and I just remembered it it was the pitcher in the NL and uh the game went long and he went to he had to bat because the you know, they were playing in AL rules and they were like, yeah, this is his first major league bat. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like that's the first time you throw a guy into a batting situation where he's got to hit a major league pitch first time ever at the pro level in the World Series. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. To me, that's astonishing because and I'm on the other side of this argument. I think they're baseball players and you don't get to the pros without having at bats but when you don't do it i understand you that. lose it we no. saw that today yeah you know yeah we did yeah we got to go, to, go the to the batting cage, cage. Yep. yeah yeah humbling experience <laughs> <laughs> quite <laughs> brad brad will never be the same no never he's anatomically different <laughs> did you get the 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 vibration hands he was, broke a bat. I broke a bat. <laughs> it hurt. I forgot how it felt. It hurt so bad. Like my Brad. hands were all messed up. And then I had a ball. Like it was coming from a pitching machine. It still hit me. I tried to get out of the way, and it just like came across and hit me right in the. It hurt. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like screaming and swearing. It yeah, we got so it all bad. on video. It's it's pretty terrific. <laughs> Check your local TikTok <laughs> for footage getting hit with a baseball. <laughs> I mean, that's also like, it's kind of like crashes in NASCAR. We all enjoy, with the exception of when dudes get hit like straight in the grill, we all enjoy watching a guy get hit with a ball sometimes, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like it, the, the collective, oh, in the stadium. Yeah. It's so, so good. Especially, it, it's, it's especially satisfying when they get, because usually if it, they're getting beamed on purpose, they're getting hit in like the butt or something. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not going to cause any damage, but you're like, that could not have felt good. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we actually were reading about, uh, we're looking up stuff about getting hit by pitch today, and we read about the one where Robin Ventura uh, charged Nolan Ryan, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he said that he he's like, it hit me so hard and it hurt so bad. He's like, I was just out of my mind, and I started charging the mound. I came to about halfway, and I thought, well, I can't go back now. Yeah, but it's you, Nolan you, Ryan. Yeah. But it's Nolan Ryan. Once you charge, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, there, that's one of that's one of the few things in life you can't take back is what you're about. Once you make that first forward momentum, you gotta. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure Bryce Harper really wants that helmet throwback too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. So okay, when was the last time you played a game of catch? Of catch? Oh my yeah. god. Uh, oh wow, it could really have been. I used to at a police department i was not a cop and we did a like a charity baseball game and they stuck me in right field and no one hit to me and i smoked a cigarette <laughs> like i was smoking cigarettes out that's how like little action i was getting that was probably the last time i've even put a bit on my hands yeah. wow yeah yeah it's been a while heaters in right field yeah you're like the baby you know, out there yeah <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I'll say like that is something I wish we had back in baseball is a guy like Babe Ruth just eating in the dugout and smoking in the <laughs> dugout. You know, I do remember there's one time I was watching a Mariners game and they're just getting beat down, you know, one of the thousands of times. And Lou Pinella's in the dugout and you can see him over hiding in the corner, just like head down and you see smoke coming up. <laughs> I think it was an ESPN game. even. Yeah. And the guys, there's like, well, Lou picked a bad day to quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I only asked Thomas because we both played catch yesterday for the first time in uh, a while, a long time in a while. It was, it was a terrific experience. So if you get the chance, you ought to, because it was cathartic if nothing else. Absolutely. Well, I, if 
I, I I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a child pretty much. That's gonna be the only perk because my husband's yeah. not gonna play catch with me. So I'm gonna. Need... <laughs> so I'm looking at at least five to six to seven years until. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I want to ask you about the Astros this year. Like you talked a little bit about how, uh, about how they pretty much had full roster turnover during that time. Yep. Do you think they'll be completely vindicated if they win the title this year? Yes, I do. I truly, I, I, I truly think if if they win a World Series this year, that it's like they're under a microscope. If they try to cheat again, they're stupid because everywhere you go, like even when you're at home, every away team is going to be watching probably every player, everything. So if they win it, especially this season, not a I. I I don't consider the Dodgers a legitimate championship and you know what? It's fine. They could consider the Astros not a legitimate champion too. That's fine. But yeah, I truly do think if they win the world series, even if they go deep in the playoffs, I think it is going to vindicate that like, Hey, you know, it wasn't just the trash cans, you know? Yeah. yeah. New personnel, new system. All yeah. Everything's new. Yeah. You're right. You're right. With a, with a, with most of the people who are there, you're, you know, your four or five big stars, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. I, and I, I, and I would be okay. This is stuff that I've seen like other Astros fans. I, I know say like, I would trade a world series win this year just to get that monkey off our back for another rebuild. Totally. You know? Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's just the, uh, the ebb and flow of baseball. It's going to end someday. So, you know, I'd rather us, I'd rather us win now and end on a high note than go out with a whimper. And it's going to take 17 years for us to win another world series, you know? Right. And that's too bad that that's how it goes. That's a long, it's a long stretch between series, especially with the tanking and everything that's going on. Uh, well, and you know, and as an Astros fan, you know, it's like in between the killer bees era and the current era, you know, it was, uh, they had, uh, was it 300 loss? Uh, it was either yeah, it three was or bad. 400 loss seasons in a oh, row. Wow. And it got, and it was super, it, it got super compounded by, they lost all their TV deals in, in Houston. You couldn't even watch the games. And, and and as a consequence of that, the price of admission skyrocketed. All the uh, you know, like the cost of a beer skyrocketed. So it was a really bad period for the Astros, you know. And then they got a new owner, and he lowered the prices of everything and made it family friendly. And so, yeah. you know, it, it's. But you know, you you can't expect to be on top forever. So, so do you think the Houston Astros of today are more? Uh, accommodating to the fan experience than they were when you were coming up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least during that period of time. Yeah. Everything before that, I, I, everything before that, I wouldn't have been an adult, so I wasn't really paying for anything. So I don't remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Today's actually the 56 or the 57th anniversary of the Astrodome being built. I didn't know. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pure yeah, I didn't realize that it had that sweeping of an effect being that bad. I just remember that the Mariners were coming close to the playoffs and missing, obviously, but still losing to the 100-loss Astros. <laughs> and I was so yeah. mad. So mad. Every, they get swept by them. They lose two out of three. It's like, what is going on? It's Seattle. <laughs> They're beating everybody else in the division. But golly. Yeah, I would get so mad, and I still am upset at the Astros about that. More so about that than the trash can thing, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's very upsetting. But I have one more question for you. Yeah. We have about we have a few more minutes. Um, so you talked about the stars, the big guys. I'm curious if you feel like, I mean, it hasn't so far, but is the George Springer going to be significant for the Astros? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually not uh, – I'm not very good with the, the that kind of stuff. So I would say, I, well, I guess my honest answer would be that it's only a weekend. So it's hard to tell, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, I know that the, 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 the offense has just been rocking. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocks. We just play the A's for the rest of the year. I mean, that'll be just 140 more games in Oakland, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think Oakland wants that. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, I don't think they want to play that many games in that no. stadium. <laughs> no. 
But uh, Thomas, why don't you go ahead and tell us where we can find you? So you can, uh, I'm the host of the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. You can find that at nrqpodcast.com or anywhere podcasts are found. And an episode drops every Tuesday morning. It's a comedy podcast. I host it with my writing partner, Bob, uh, Bob and Zip. That's kind of our, our, our duo name. Uh, it is a comedy podcast, but it's more than just two fat guys yelling at each other. We, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a writer and Bob's a stand-up comedian. So we actually try to bring a little, there, there's plenty of just, you know, talking and, you know, just, you know, lesson and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, we actually try to, uh, you know, prepare material and stuff. And if you go to nrqpodcast.com, cause it's on our podcast, uh, podcast feed, but it's, you got to dig for it. But if you go to the website, uh, we also do fully scripted comedy, uh, audio dramas, like radio plays. So just a quick pitch on those. The first one's called wheels of justice. It is a true crime parody, uh, about, <laughs> The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, he is a paraplegic man. Uh, so we wrote a mystery about somebody pushing him down the stairs and only Bob and I can solve the case. And so it's an hour long, fully scripted comedy. And it's not political. I always have to throw that in there. It just yeah. involves the governor. We don't even say the word Republican or Democrat, no politics jokes. And then the second one we made is called Beer Run. We made it last summer. It's a little shorter. It's a. It's about half the length of Will's justice but it is uh the premise is bob and i are stuck in quarantine like everyone was and we build a teleporter to break into a liquor store to bring booze back and (laughs) it malfunctions and it starts picking up other travelers so we end up getting a time traveler and a superhero and it's just chaos and and uh wills of justice is a fully cast thing so it has about 15 cast members and bureau is only bob and i and we we're also voice performers so I perform four characters and Bob does three. So if. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I appreciate you plugging that. Oh yeah. Oh, and then one extra thing, something I started this year, I started about a month ago, a little side pod, a little side project I'm doing on YouTube called the H's for hell. And it's a year in the life of a Houston sports fan, because with the exception of the Astros looking how it has been abysmal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can find that at No Redeeming Qualities on YouTube. That drops every Friday morning. It's only like 10, 15 minutes, and it's me pretty much just recapping all the terrible things that are happening. And then also... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I got I to gotta tell you, Thomas. So um, when you came... So Thomas submitted to... Uh, what was What is this? Podcastguest.com? Is that where we... Yeah, prob- probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got to tell you, though, when I saw your name come across... I think you do you have somebody who does social media for you or do you do that yourself? Uh, It depends. Uh, The Instagram is just me. Okay, so you followed me on Instagram about two years ago. Something really did. That's how I was actually introduced to your podcast. Because I followed you back. You had some really killer memes. Yeah, (laughs) I I saw your name come. Like this guy's coming on the podcast. I know who he is. Wow, (laughs) that's a small. That is a small world. Truly. That's awesome. <laughs> Truly, a small you saved world. that. You didn't. He didn't tell me that before we started. Yeah. This. Held on to that one. That was a really small nice. world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I thought that was super cool. If you want some really funny stuff on Instagram, go follow him. No, no redeeming. Yeah. No redeeming. At NRQ podcast. There it is. Yeah. NRQ podcast. Yeah. yeah That's awesome. Cool. cool. Well, we'll thank Thomas for jumping on the show with us, and we'll uh, uh, kick it over. Uh, take a, another break, and then we'll we'll be right back. Thanks, Thomas. Ah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, baseball family, like I said, that was Thomas Zipper or Zip of the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. We want, we want to thank him so much for joining us. That was I had a bunch of fun with him. That was, that was a great time. Uh, actually, that was an interview that we recorded um, while I was in South Carolina at Briggs' house. Um, we had some trouble with the video, so we weren't able to get that on there. But it was just audios for those of you who... Uh, who like to go maybe watch it on YouTube. It's not, it, unfortunately it's not there. Uh, but anyway, before I get going, let me remind you, don't forget to jump on the shop. Nine plus us.com spell it out. N I N E P L U S U S.com. Uh, tonight I have my perfect hat. It is uh, it's like a, like a Heather gray. I'm not sure exactly what color it says, but it's, it's a gray. It says perfect on it in white with a red backwards K. It's fantastic. I love this hat. Uh, we also have this design in shirts as well. Shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, tank tops, 
whatever you want. Oh, three-quarter length raglan if you want to get those. I'm also wearing my pirate shirt. I wear the shirt all the time. It's it's one of my favorite designs of ours. I, it, it did win our, our design tournament several months ago, so the people have spoken. It is one of their favorite designs as well. Hop on 9plusus.com and, uh, and grab yourself something nice. Uh, maybe a little treat for the summertime before school starts for the kids. Um, but also, head over to BaseballTheOther.com. You can submit to the mailbag there. You can send us an email. You can uh, send us your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. Uh, we're welcome to. We're open to all of it. We welcome it. Uh, if, you, if you send us a question for a mailbag episode or anything like that, then we will give you a shout on the podcast for sure. If you have any guests that you would like us to book for this podcast, let us know, and we will do our best to get whoever you want to hear because that's what we're all about we want to put together the best podcast for our listeners because we care about you uh, but baseball family that is all for now i'll catch you next week